0: UTL Radio welcomes you to this episode of Legal Q&A Live. On this program, we answer our listeners' legal and business questions that have been submitted during the week or are asked during the live show. As always, we welcome input and feedback from you, the listener, and we encourage you to join in the conversation by calling the live program at 347-855-8831 or by contacting us via our social media sites Links to our various sites are listed on our main website, utlradio.com. Please note that this broadcast does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship with any of our listeners. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Good morning. Welcome, May 1st. Here we're doing another business and legal Q&A live. Thanks for joining me. Now we're going to continue today with our theme of the week, which is purchasing a new home. And if you've ever wondered about a home inspector and whether or not a home inspector was important, well, stick around because today we are going to get to the meat of the home inspector debate and whether or not you need one. Now, before we get into the show, I just want to make a couple of announcements. First of all, I want to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible is the largest provider of audiobooks on the internet. And if you want to get a free audiobook, free, absolutely free download, You can use our special code, which is audibletrial.com forward slash UTLRadio and get a free audio download. Uh, And the other thing I want to make an announcement to is if you are in New Jersey, pay attention because at the end of today's show, I'm going to do something that we normally do not do, and that is provide you with a special offer on legal services. Um, we, We never do this. I don't like to... Mix the podcast, the radio show with our legal practice. let try to keep them separate. But um, if you want to say that the firm is sponsoring the show today, if that makes it all feel better, then that's what we're going to do. But if you live in New Jersey, we are running a spring special on real estate closings, residential home closings. And it's going to be a very low flat fee price. So if you're interested in that, stick around, because at the end of the show, I'm going to give you the details on that and how you can lock in your special spring rate. All right, now that that is out of the way, let's get down to business. All right, we have talked in the past week about home closings and what you need to look for and how you know whether or not you need an attorney, and we've discussed that in, in detail, especially in the last uh, episode. But today we're going to talk about something that it, it, it kind of, is a given for me as an attorney to say that, yeah, every single closing needs a home inspector. But I'm really surprised to find out how many people are hemming and hawing, wondering whether or not they really need a home inspector. And beyond that, once they decide that they do need a home inspector, then it blows my mind the um, quality of some of the home inspectors out there and how they're really, really screwing over their customers, their clients. So I want to talk about that. So let's start at the beginning here, and let's talk about first, what is a home inspector? So a home inspector is an individual, and depending upon your state, most states require that a home inspector be licensed to do residential real estate home inspections. So let's assume that you are in the majority of the country, and you, you need to be licensed. So a home inspector is a licensed individual who is experienced with reviewing, analyzing, and inspecting residential properties. Okay, now that's important because you could be in profession, you could be an engineer and a home inspector. You could be an architect and a home inspector. But you need to be, again, vast majority of the states, you need to be licensed as a residential home inspector. Why do I keep saying residential? Because oftentimes you will find people who are engineers, right? And you think to yourself, all right, well, you've got a degree in engineering. Well, that must mean you are reasonably intelligent. And you're putting yourself out there as a home inspector. Okay, great. I've got a a winner. But I'm saying residential because oftentimes engineers do commercial inspections, commercial property inspections for a commercial building. Now, most commercial vectors do not need to be licensed. So that's the distinction I'm making here when I'm saying residential. So again, what is a home inspector? It's a licensed individual experienced in analyzing, reviewing, and inspecting residential real estate properties. Okay? That's what it is. Now, do you need one? And here's the question I get all the time. Look, you know, we're trying to save money. We put all of our money into this, this down payment. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how we're going to afford the closing fees. I, I, I don't know. Do I really need a home inspector? You know, my dad is a contractor, and he came out and he checked it out. My uncle's an electrician. He said it was okay. My brother's a plumber. Is it okay? Do I really need one? Now, I don't know any time where I would ever advise anyone buying a piece of residential real estate, to not have a home inspector. And at the end of the show, I'm going to give you a story, um, and we're going to work it up into the next episode, but it's going to really, really highlight the importance of having a qualified home inspector. But do you need one? Yes. Yes, you do need one. Okay, now the next question that follows is always, well, why? My dad, I told you, he's a contractor. All right, listen. A home inspector, a qualified home inspector, is somebody who has inspected hundreds of residential properties. They've inspected properties that were built in the 1890s, the 1920s, the 1960s, the 80s, the 90s. They have experience with looking at various properties throughout the decades... Because each decade will have its own set of problems when it comes to residential property. They know what to look for. If your dad is a contractor, that's great. And I'm sure that he can help you put an addition onto your house. And maybe he can tell you whether or not certain components of the property will work for you. You know, for example, is it structurally sound? Um, Can the upstairs be... um, you know you know raised up, can you get another bathroom and maybe he can tell you that what about your cousin or your your you know your friend who's the electrician or the plumber again, they are specialty areas. Can the electrician tell you whether or not you've got adequate um room in in the breaker box? Can the electrician tell you whether or not there's knob and tube lighting in your potential house? Sure, but can he tell you about anything else? Probably not, and if he does. You know, maybe he learned that from being on the job or from, you know, HGTV. And, and I would not rely on that. The plumber, same story. Can he tell you whether or not your toilet is going to flush? Yes, he can. Can he tell you whether or not you've got knob and tube lighting or asbestos in the basement? Probably not. So why do you need one? You need one to save you money and to prevent you from disaster. Now, right, that's, whoa, dramatic. What is he talking about? You're going to put all your money into, and, and primarily I'm speaking to first-time home buyers, right? Those of you who have bought and sold real estate before, especially professional flippers, you know what to do, what not to do. And a lot of times flippers will not have a home inspector. That's a separate, separate story. I am talking about someone who is buying a piece of property to live there whether it's for five years, 10 years, or 20 years. It doesn't make a difference. So when you put all your money into this property, you want to make sure that when you get in there, there are not all sorts of problems that either, A, bump down the actual worth of your property, or B, prevent you from ever selling it, or C, and this is one that's that's the most common concern, Getting in there and having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on repairs when you don't have any money left over because you just put it all into the closing. So if you don't get a home inspector, you are really, really a gambler. You're really you know, rolling the dice because you have no idea what you're really going to walk into. So what happens if you get into your house and you don't have a home inspector, your dad says it's great, and you realize that there's knob and tube wiring. And what is knob and tube wiring, for those of you who don't know? Knob and tube was used in the early 1900s, and it is a system of lighting where, or a system of wiring where wires that are not grounded are fed through these porcelain tubes, and, and that's how the electricity flows. The key component here is that it's, an, it, it's, a, it's not a grounded wiring system. So it can spark, it can cause a fire, and if you have um, disclosed that to your insurer, your home insurer, they may not cover that. Let's let's take worst-case scenario, just sticking on knob and tube lighting for a second, knob and tube wiring. What happens if you don't know there's knob and tube wiring, you get into the house, realize that there is, there's a fire your house burns down, and your insurance company says, we don't cover and tube wiring. What do you do then? right? So you can see how devastating this could be. So let's get back to the home inspector. All right, Now you know what, what a home inspector is, and you know why you need one, or at least you're starting to understand why you need one. What do they do? Well, that's going to depend upon what sort of quality you are buying with respect to the home inspector. Are you buying somebody that's green, somebody that's new, somebody that's just licensed, somebody that's only really inspected five residential properties in their lifetime? Or are you going to be purchasing the services of somebody who's done 250 or 1,000 home inspections? So that's going to be a determining factor as to what they do because you want to make sure that you're getting somebody that knows all of the facets of what they're supposed to be looking for, not somebody that will come in and, and you know do the bare minimum. Because it's cheaper, you might do them, but they might not give you the best service, the best um, value for your money. So what should they be doing? A, you have to understand, they're typically not archi- architects. They're not going to be able to tell you whether or not your home has you know, hidden structural issues. But they should be able to tell you whether or not there are structural supports missing. There are problems with either the structure of the home or uh, flooring that might be weak or sagging or walls that are not plumb. Any of those things they should be able to tell you. They should be able to tell you where the main, main support beams are in the house and whether or not any pillars or supports have been removed, which may weaken um, or cause sagging floorboards in in a home. They should be able to tell you that. They should be able to tell you whether or not you have proper wiring in the house, whether or not the electrical system is good. They should be able to tell you whether or not the plumbing is good. They should know what you know current plumbing code is. They should be able to look for the type of plumbing supplies you have. Do you have PEX tubing? Do you have the old, you know, metal tubing? They should be able to tell you all that. They should be checking the faucets, making sure everything works, not just the cold water on the upstairs faucet, but every faucet, flushing the toilets. Then they should be looking at your heating and cooling systems. If the home has an air conditioning unit, probably up in the attic, they need to be looking at that. If the home has a boiler or, um, you know, a, a, an oil, it's oil-heated, They should be looking at that, too. So they should look at every facet. Now, certain home inspectors will disclaim certain types of conditions. What do I mean by that? Well, they'll say in their contract that we do not look for asbestos. If you want someone to look for asbestos, you need to hire somebody that is specifically trained to identify asbestos. But the vast majority of home inspectors will tell you Even if they disclaim that, they they most often disclaim it because they don't want the liability of missing asbestos because sometimes asbestos can be hidden in the ceilings, wrapping the pipes, and you might not be able to see it unless you do some sort of invasive or destructive testing. And so they typically disclaim that because they don't want to be sued in the event that there is asbestos. But most good home inspectors will say to you, see that pipe there, that wrapping around it, that's asbestos. See these ceiling tiles? Based upon the size and the look of them, they could be asbestos. I suggest you have them tested. So I would want to look for a home inspector that's going to tell me whether or not there is any evidence of asbestos visible. I'm not saying go deep in the ceiling and rip down stuff and and let me know if you see anything. I'm talking about what is there to be seen with respect to asbestos. They should be able to tell you whether or not the roof is in good condition, whether or not the electrical components are, or appliances in the house are working properly. They should be able to tell you the age or approximate life left on your heating and cooling systems. They should be able to look at your appliances and tell you whether or not you're going to need to replace the stove, the oven, the microwave, the refrigerator. Those are common things that they should be doing. They should also be looking for evidence of bug damage, rodent infestation, they do testing that is required, radon testing, um, termite testing. Those tests are required, and so they'll do them. But you want somebody that's going to get into your house and really look and see what is there to be seen. You want to know whether or not there's the possibility of expansion. Let's say that, you know, you're buying a smaller house, but it has a large lot, and you might want to expand. You've got to know that. You've got to know if the beams in the basement, for example, have excessive notching in them, which would weaken the structure of the beams. You've got to know the age of your house so you have an idea of what to expect. What if there is a fence out back? That should be looked at. What if there is a large yard or retaining wall? Looked at garage, garage roof, interior. I mean, all these things need to be looked at. That's what a home inspector does. Now, once they do this inspection, they're going to write a report. Why do you want a report? A, it shows you what they've seen. Okay? Um, Knowledge is key. If you don't know what's going on, you're in the dark. Now you've got the report. What would you do with the report? Well, you give it to your attorney, and you use the report to negotiate a different price in certain circumstances. Don't, don't take that to mean every time you get a home inspection report, you're going to get a lower price on the house. That is absolutely not true. But what oftentimes happens is your home inspector identifies issues that were not disclosed during the original contract signing. So let's assume for a minute you sign the contract, you schedule your inspection, your guy gets in there, and he realizes that the roof, it has a hole in it, causing a leak into the attic. Needs to be replaced. That roof could be $15,000 to fix. You might go back to the seller and say, I want your house, but there's a, a roof problem. And I'm not going to buy the house with a roof problem, so either give me a $15,000 credit or make the repairs. That's what you do with the home inspection report. It allows you to negotiate something fair. I'm not talking about using it to take advantage of people. I'm talking about using it to protect yourself and your investment. A home inspection report. You cannot go to the seller and say, you know, I was looking up at the roof and it looks like it needs some repair work, and um, I'd like you to fix that, or I'd like you to knock off twenty grand for me. They're going to say no, no way, because you're not a home inspector. You're some guy or girl, you know, trying to buy the house. They're not going to, they're not going to put any merit to that. And, and what are you going to do? You don't even have that buffer between you guys. It's you saying, oh, this doesn't look right. You need a home inspector to do that. So now we know what they are, why you need them, and what they do. Now let's talk about some of the actual requirements, things that you need to know. This is critical. This is really important. So pay attention to this part. What do you need to look for in a home inspector? Because there are millions of people out there who can take an online course and become a home inspector and inspect your house. And you know what, those people might have some generalized knowledge and might have passed a test, and they might have looked at 15, 20, 30, 100 homes. No problems. They've always produced a good report, but they don't have that real experience with problem houses. And so the first time they experience a problem house, they get into this routine of just, yep, uh, your dishwasher is going to need to be replaced. They just say the same stock things over and over again, and then they miss the real important things when they do find a house that has issues. Okay, first of all, you need to make sure that your home inspector is licensed. A, ask them for their license. Check the license. Most states have a website where you can, it's generally under the Department of Consumer Affairs. You can go on the website and you can search for a contractor or a licensed um, home inspector, a plumber, or an electrician. Use that online service to check whether or not your inspector, your proposed inspector, is licensed. Number one. Number two. Do not just take the first person that comes along or the person that your realtor suggests you use unless you've looked into them first. Remember when we talked the other day about attorneys and realtors, and oftentimes a realtor will have a favorite attorney that they will push on people because they just want the deal done. And remember, I also said that not every realtor is like that. There's a a vast majority of realtors that do things the right way, and they may recommend quality attorneys, but they're there's a handful of it, of realtors out there that just want the deal done, so they're going to give you whatever guy or girl they know will just push it through. And oftentimes that same small percentage of realtors might be out there trying to push a underqualified home inspector on you. So do your own due diligence. Do your own research. Look up the home inspector. If your realtor says here, use John Smith, he's really good. We've worked with him before. Go home. Go on his website look at some of the reviews online, see what you can find out about him, check and see if he's licensed. Then why don't you call him up and say, hey, listen, I was referred by my realtor. I'd like to know a little bit about what you do. Here's the biggest problem that I have, I, I've seen over the years with home inspectors. The process from contract to the home inspection can move extremely quickly. Once the attorney review is completed on your contract, And now you're ready to start moving forward and getting all the the paperwork in order. Oftentimes, you'll find that you've got a short period of time to conduct the home inspection. And, you know, I see this all the time. It's like, all right, we've got three more days to get the home inspection done. We've got to get it done. And then you just go with whoever you you find. Start looking right away. I mean, when you go and you meet with an attorney and the attorney is going to help you with the closing, If that attorney isn't saying to you, you have a home inspector, not that the attorney is going to give you a home inspector because we're not in the business of recommending home inspectors. But the attorney should understand that, hey, home inspection, do you have that plan? Do you have that set up? Are you scheduled? That should at least get you thinking about going to get a home inspector sooner rather than later because it gives you an opportunity to sort of investigate them, to check them out, to see if they're going to work with you. Now, licensed, due diligence, right? We're going to continue on with that theme. What else do you need to do? Check your state requirements, the state law, and if you don't know it or know where to find it, ask your attorney. What is the law in my state concerning home inspectors? What kind of insurance do they have to have? Do they have to provide me with proof of insurance? What sort of documents do they have to give me? Do they have to give me a contract? Do they have to give me something before I retain them? If you don't know and you can't find the information easily online, ask your attorney. In New Jersey, for example, a home inspector needs to be licensed, needs to be registered and maintain a minimum of $500,000 insurance coverage. Why? Well, in case they screw up, there's money to protect you, money to cover you. Money to cover them, I should say. Okay, they also need to give you a pre-inspection certificate, a pre-inspection form. It tells you, it's like a disclaimer, here's what we do, here's what we don't do. Here's the price. It sets other, other details forth as well. Then they need to give you the contract. You need to be able to review it. Read it, understand it, ask questions. And then they need to come and obviously do the inspection and give you a report and your radon report and all those things. But find out what are the requirements in my state. What do I need to know about this home inspector? Because what if if you don't know the requirements in your state and you go and you do the bare minimum? You check and you say, all right, this guy's licensed. All right, this guy's got a great website and some really positive customer reviews. And then he comes to your house and doesn't give you that pre-inspection form, doesn't tell you what he's not going to do, doesn't tell you what he is going to do. And then, unfortunately for you, there's problems, things that he has missed. You know, If you don't know that he's not you know, following procedure, then you don't know whether or not he's qualified. And maybe if, if you had realized, oh, shoot, he didn't give me a pre-inspection form. Why, I wonder. He's supposed to. Maybe he doesn't know the law. Maybe he's not as good of a home inspector as his website suggests. So if that should tip you off. Hey, listen, if this guy is not complying with the law, then I need to take a step back and say, whoa, why is he not giving this to me? It's no secret to home inspectors. They're supposed to go for continuing education courses, depending upon your state. They know what they're supposed to do. It's no surprise. There's no home inspector worth his salt out there that says, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to give you, you know, a contract. I didn't know this. That's just not true. So be, be on the alert. All right? I'm not saying be suspicious of everybody, um, but be on the alert and say, all right, he didn't comply with this, he didn't comply with that. I wonder why. Does that, does that suggest that maybe he's not as good at what he's doing as he should be? Okay, now, let's assume everything is in order. And here it is, the big day. Your home inspector is coming. He's going to inspect the property. Should you be there? It's the personal preference. I say, absolutely. I know there are a lot of people that work and people that can't take time off and there's single parents and it's tough. And the home inspector will say, you don't need to be there. I just need access to the house. I'll go with the realtor. Or, you know, I'll just have the realtor open it up for me, and then I'll do the inspection. I would, not, I would not suggest that. I would recommend being there. Why do you want to be there? Well, there's a few reasons. All right, it's time to play Sherlock Holmes. You know how Sherlock Holmes um, uses his powers of deduction to determine whether or not somebody has been walking through the moor, or whether or not they've got you know blood uh, under their fingernails, or where their shoes came from, or what their walking stick says. You need to employ some Sherlockian theory to your home inspector. So your guy pulls up in his car, and he gets out of his Volkswagen Beetle, and he's wearing nice-looking khaki pants, dress shoes, white shirt, and he has a small tool bag with him. And you think, all right, I guess this is what's supposed to happen. Well, what would Sherlock say? He would say, hmm, where's the ladder in your Volkswagen Beetle? Uh, are you going to crawl on the floor with those nice khaki pants and dress shoes? You're wearing a white shirt. Are you going to crawl through any crawl spaces? Are you going up in the attic? What the heck's going on here? So you've got to look at that guy and say, wait a second, you're not dressed to be a home inspector and you don't even have any tools with you. Your little magic tool bag, you know, that's that's like this big, you're not going to be able to pull a ladder out of that tool bag. Look at how they're dressed. What you want to see is somebody in work clothes, ready to be, you know, underneath your crawl space, underneath your front porch, climbing up a ladder. They need to have electrical testing equipment with them to look at the outlets. They need to have other tools. You know, really, really good home inspectors are now employing the use of drones with cameras on them to fly them up to look at the the, the roof condition. Now, that's a good quality home inspector. You want to make sure that your guy or girl, doesn't have to be a man either, could be a female home inspector, your person is dressed, ready to inspect a home, not ready for a game of pinochle. You want to make sure that it's not an office visit or an office meeting that they're prepared for, but a crawling on their hands and knees to make sure that you're not getting yourself into the money pit. So when they get out of their car, look at that. Look at what they're wearing. Look at how they're dressed and look at what they bring with them. Now, once they get set up, ask them, okay, what are you going to do? Follow them around. You want to know and see what your home inspector is seeing. Ask questions. You're paying this person, so why not find out what he sees or doesn't see? Where should your home inspector look? Everywhere. I've So many times I've heard people say, oh, yeah, I had a great home inspector. He... Everything was ticked off on my checklist of things. You know, licensing. he gave me all the right documents. He was dressed appropriately. He came with a big-ass ladder, and everything was great. But he didn't want to go up in the attic. Said it was fine. He stuck his head up there. Stuck his head up there. Come on. You need a home inspector that is going to go everywhere. If there's a crawl space, get under there. If there's an attic, get up there. Look at the attic. Look at the chimney. Is, is it deteriorating? Are there any leaks in the attic? Is there any evidence of water damage in the attic? Is the attic insulated? And, and you know the worst thing, oh the worst thing, the thing that kills me is when a home inspector says, I didn't have good enough access to the attic. Come on, you have a flashlight, you've got arms and legs, get up there, move the stuff aside so that you can do a good job for your client. Get into the basement. Look for water damage, right? Water damage in the basement is a common thing. So look. Look for evidence of mold. Look for evidence of white stains on the cement or drywall. You know, on drywall, it's going to be more of a dark brown stain when you have water uh, that has permeated into the basement. But on concrete walls or, or cinder block, it's going to be more of a white residue. And you might think that that is mold but it could just be evidence of water damage. You need to know that. Get down there, home inspector, and check it out. Now, drop ceilings, is other thing where the home inspector will push up one tile, peek in, oh, it looks good. No, if you've got a large area with a drop ceiling, do a little looking over here, do a little looking over here because you're going to find pipes and things in that drop ceiling that might be hidden. You know, not every cellar, is going to be honest with you not every seller is going to say to you um yeah we put that drop stealing up to hide this asbestos covered pipe so that's why you've got a home inspector the seller well again you know i want everybody to be nice i want everybody to be honest but unfortunately we live in a world where capitalism is king and money speaks and so if you want to sell your house Oh, you know, I know that there's some asbestos up there, but, you know, it's fine. I'm just, it's covered. I'm not going to say anything. People do it all the time. They want to sell the property. When you're in a position of, as a seller and you're saying to yourself, oh, my God, I need to get out. I need to get out of this house. I can't live here anymore. It's too small. It's too this. I want to move to another state. I want to get, get out of this town. You don't really care so much about the person that's buying your house. You know, you're you're thinking about yourself. And that's, I think, the nature of of human beings. So you make sure as the buyer that your guy, your guy or girl home inspector, is doing everything by the book, looking everywhere, looking in the drop ceiling. You know, if you're down in the basement with your guy, and he looks over in one section of the drop ceiling, why don't you say to him, are you going to look over there? You're paying him. He has to do this. Don't leave it up to him. Don't be intimidated by him. I don't care if you're a 20-year-old first-time home buyer or you're an 80-year-old home buyer. It doesn't make a difference. Don't be intimidated by the home inspector. You have hired him. You're paying him, and he works for you. So get in there and say, are you going to look up there? Are you going to go over there? What about under here? Hey, this pipe doesn't look right. Hey, that, that light switch doesn't look right. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to take pictures. The home inspector should be taking pictures because his report should include pictures. But don't be afraid to walk around yourself and take pictures. If he is identifying an issue, photograph it. Every single person in the country has got a camera with them all the time now with our smartphones. So whip it out and use it. It's going to help you in many ways. Once they have gone through the house, How long should it take? I mean, how long should that process take? It depends on the size of the house, but it could be anywhere from two hours to four hours. It depends, again, on the size of the house. There have been really, really large, you know, multi-million dollar houses where there's been a team of home inspectors or the inspection has taken multiple days. But for most of us, just us average people, We're going to be looking at somewhere around a two, two two-and-a-half-hour home inspection. If your home inspector is done in 45 minutes, be suspicious. You know, it's like the kid that hands in his test half an hour before everybody else. You know what the teacher's thinking. Well, he either really knows his stuff or he doesn't know anything. So, err on the side of caution and say to your guy, why did it only take you an hour? How could you be done in 45 minutes? All right. It's, you're looking at uh, about two hours is a general general guideline. Anything below that, I mean, sure, if it's an hour and 45 minutes and it's a very small house, maybe that's all they can do, right? Especially if it's some sort of maybe it's a, a trailer home or something where there's not a lot of places to look, a ranch where maybe there's no basement. That's a different story. But use common sense and say, hey, wait a minute, it, it, it would take me longer to look through the house than an hour, why isn't he? Because, I mean, he's supposed to be tearing, not literally, figuratively, tearing things apart, looking everywhere. So be suspicious if the inspection is too short and don't be afraid to ask questions. Now, when you're all done, he or she will say to you, all right, you know, somebody's going to take the radon test, somebody's going to pick up this, somebody's going to pick up that, and I'll give you a report in the next few days. When you get the report, read it cover to cover even the disclaimers. What you want to look for is a quality report. You want the home inspector to have identified the issues, not made vast generalizations to cover their ass. And oftentimes that's what you'll find. You know, you will have home inspectors that um, use stock. Agreements, not not agreements, but stock reports. Uh, no, and I don't mean like stock market. I mean like form sample reports They use the same form over and over and over again. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you've got a good form that you use over and over and over again and apply it to different clients and customers, fine, no big deal. It works for you. But oftentimes when people rush and they're not quality, you will find that they are using... Uh, language in there that doesn't apply to your potential home. You know, so for example, you might find a paragraph talking about the HVAC unit when you don't have an HVAC unit in the home. It's window air conditioners. So, you know, be on the lookout for that and ask, right? Once you get the report, don't just say, okay, thanks, never talk to them again. Find out, why is this here? What did you mean by this? So many times, I mean, everybody who has purchased a home, will have seen in their home inspection report that language similar to this where it says your washing machine is reaching its uh, uh, end of its useful life. It will need to be replaced in the future. Okay, that's great. But everything that's put into your house at some point is going to reach its end of life and you're going to need to replace it. Don't accept that, right? When the home inspector says your boiler has has reached its... uh, life expectancy expect to replace it in the near future near future what the hell does that mean find out well how near are you talking about are you talking about a month or two or two years because it's going to make a difference when you buy that home what again if you've spent all your money on your deposit you've laid it all out there and you've got nothing else to to go back on and you get in the house then the first two months the water heater breaks or the boiler breaks, and you're looking at a ten, twenty dollars $20,000 replacement. And then you're like, oh, my God. If this guy had only told me that it needed to be replaced right away, I would have been prepared for this. That is what the home inspector should do. Prepare you. Help you make good decisions. Not give you some BS report where it's, you know, just covering his butt. You're going to need to replace it in the near future. You know what near future is? Near future is a term that says, oh, sometime, I told you sometime, so you can't sue me. But when you start to to nail it down and say, look, you probably have one to three years left, that becomes a little scary for the home inspector because... Now they're committing to a time period. They'd much rather say near future, and then when it dies in six months, they say, that was the near future. Or when it dies in three years, they say, that was the near future. So don't play semantics. Don't play word games. Make sure you nail them down. What are we talking about here? You need that information so you can negotiate a fair price, a good price. All right. Now, if you've got questions, if you have questions about a home inspector... I want you to reach out to me um, if you're watching on, on YouTube. Drop a comment. You know, if you're on uh, Blog Talk Radio, drop a comment there, or go to our website utlradio.com and post your question comment. This is too important a topic, especially here we are in the spring. You know, and people are buying houses again, and the market's moving, and people are out there. Please, 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 don't get sucked in to speeding through the process and not properly protecting yourself. All right, now I told you at the beginning of the show that I was going to tell you a little bit about a real-life scenario. And I'm just going to give you a teaser on this because the next episode that we do is going to focus on this story and this story alone, and it will highlight the importance of this home inspector issue. But let's just give you that little teaser. So there was a couple who put their life savings into their first home. Home, And they hired a home inspector who was a very experienced engineer who had done a lot of commercial inspections, thousands of them, in fact, who had lectured and given seminars about residential home inspection, who was very, very um, well-spoken and knowledgeable about various things. and and home systems and you name it and they hire him and they go and they buy this house based upon his report and within a year in the normal course of making repairs and swapping out light fixtures they uncover the, the money pit for sure knob and tube wiring heaters not connected plumbing issues asbestos, spliced wiring, like just ready to start a fire, structural issues, and they say, what did we do? Oh, my God, what do we do? They went to the home inspector, and they said, listen, you missed all of this stuff. The home inspector said, I'll give you a few thousand dollars. And they said, what? What? There's $150,000 at least worth of damage here. We can't sell this home. I don't know if we can insure this home. This home is not worth what we paid for it. And you want to give me a few thousand dollars? So I want you to think about that. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you you know, more details about the liability and, and how this case worked out in our next episode, our next show. Um, So think about that. But I want to, before I wrap up, I just want to talk to you about the special offer. Um, Again, not something that we typically do. I like to keep my law practice separate from this podcast, but I think this is something worth telling you about. If you are a New Jersey resident or someone purchasing property in New Jersey, Right now, we are running a spring special. It is an $800 flat attorney fee closing, and it is uh, for a limited time. It's you know a very good deal. The thing about our firm is that we have attorneys handle the real estate closing soup to nuts, not a paralegal or a secretary or a staff member. When you call to ask about the status of your closing, you will be speaking to an attorney, not to a staff member. And I think that's a very critical component. So, um, you know, we're going to give you top-notch service, top-quality work, and you're going to be getting it at our spring special discounted price of $800. Um, There are people out there that will do it cheaper, but what they don't tell you is that there's all sorts of add-ons that they tack on, and before you're done, you're paying over $1,000 or they have relationships with certain title companies that you must use, and so on and so forth. So um, $800 is our spring special. If you want to take advantage of that, if you want to lock in that special savings offer, go to, all right, get ready for this, toprealestateattorneys.com, all spelled out, toprealestateattorneys.com. And when you click on that site, give it a minute, not a minute, a second or two, and a pop-up will appear that says, lock in your spring special $800 closing rate now. All you have to do is submit your email address, and you will receive confirmation that you've locked into this $800 price. And if you don't end up purchasing a home this spring, but you do it in the fall or winter, as long as you have locked in your price, you're going to get that price Six months from now, a year from now, okay. This is a limited time offer. If you lock in your $800 rate now, it's good forever, long as you submit your email. So again, that's going to top real estate attorneys (plural). Toprealestateattorneys.com. I'll drop that in the show notes, and you will lock in that $800 spring special closing price for your home buyer or believe it or not, seller as well. So that's really important. Again, special offer, probably the one and only time that I'm ever going to do this sort of uh, connection on the on the podcast with this with the practice. But I think this is too good an offer to kind of not let you know about. So if you're out there in Jersey or you know somebody in Jersey, and again, this only applies to Jersey purchases and sales, not out of state at this time. So that is the special offer. That is going to do it for today's show. I really hope that this was informative and educational, I hope that you watch the entire episode here because I think that uh, it's so critical, and people often overlook the importance of a home inspector. And again, I'm going to invite you to contact me if you have questions because I don't want you to miss out on, on knowledge that can protect you, that can help you, from ending up in a situation like that couple that I started to give you the teaser about, um, like they found themselves in. So it's really important. I really want you to understand the importance of the home inspection process, and I invite you to contact me any way that you want. You can use the Ask a Question page um, or tab on utlradio.com, and you can record your question. You can download the free app for Android or iTunes which also is linked on utlradio.com, and you can ask your question there, you can email, you can call, you can post, whatever. But just don't be afraid to ask the question. All right? There's no charge for asking the question. Ask it. I don't want to see you end up in a situation where you're holding your head saying, what do we do because I paid all this money for a house and I can't even sell it. I can't even insure it. There's no equity and I'm so out of money I can't even make these repairs and I don't think that the house is safe for my family. So please reach out, ask the questions, you'll get the answers. I don't want to see you end up in a same situation as some of the clients that we have represented have ended up in. That's going to do it for today. Have a wonderful weekend. Hopefully you can get some spring cleanup done, You know, get out in the yard, get around the house or just take a nice drive and enjoy your weekend. You know, rat race all the time. It certainly is nice to stop and smell the roses. I think in today's world, we forgot how to smell. And it's just really something we should try to force ourselves to do, even when you don't want to, even when you know you've got laundry to do or repairs to make. Go just enjoy the weekend with yourselves, your family, your friends, and um, and tune back in next week because we'll be back on Monday with Week in Review, with my co-host Bob Hughes, And then back next week, again, with our continuing uh, legal and business questions live. And we're going to finalize our discussion on the home buying process next week. We're going to be talking about the legal uh, case that I mentioned to you with the home inspector. And we're going to give you an overview of the closing process so you have an understanding of how that works. That's next week. So make sure you tune in. Make sure that you download the podcast subscribe, please, on iTunes, leave us some feedback because it really does help us out a lot to let us know what you're looking for and whether or not the information I'm providing is good for you. Follow us, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to our channel if you're watching this live or you're going to watch it later, we have a full channel that provides all sorts of educational, business and legal information. So subscribe to that channel and uh, you know check out utlradio.com see what guests are coming in. In the next uh, few weeks, I believe we're going to have Alan Fisher back on from Game of Arms, the AMC uh, show about uh, the professional arm wrestlers. So check that out, and uh, thanks again for joining me. That's going to do it. Have a great weekend. Remember that there's power in understanding the law. Progressive number 1, number 2 employee. Leave a message at the Hey Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your a cappella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year. Sorry, is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law.